0: Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Now, here's the thing. I believe that to be truly successful, and I'm using the word success in air quotes because I think that this has a different meaning to everyone, but in order to be whatever your version of success is, your business needs to feel as good as it looks. So, your numbers are so important. Your clients are so important, but at the end of the day, what's truly important is that you are fulfilled and loving what it is that your business is bringing to your life. So what are we talking about in today's episode? Well, We are going to dive into different ways that you may be unconsciously sabotaging yourself and preventing yourself from achieving the things that you so desperately want as a beauty business owner. I'm going to share my own journey and working through some of the ways that I have self sabotaged in the past as a stylist working behind the chair and then moving into entrepreneurship as an educator so I want you to know that you're not alone and everyone has a story every single person has a story I'm so excited to dive into today's episode so let's go you're listening to the hairstylist rising podcast here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I am your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing, to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is The Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to The Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Today's episode is important. And honestly, even if it's a little uncomfortable, I'd love for you to listen in and really take what I'm saying in this conversation to heart. We are going to talk about three different ways that you might be self-sabotaging or unconsciously letting others sabotage you when it comes to hitting those big dreams and big goals within your beauty business. And I want to give you some of the tools and intention that you need to turn things around. Listen, I have been a hundred percent guilty of this in the past And honestly, some of the habits still creep in. It's not about being perfect or never backsliding. It's just about recognition, getting curious about why you have the thoughts that you have and honestly, awareness. I'm going to get into some details during this episode of how some of these areas have really affected me and those close to me in this episode, because I want you to know if you're here right now you're not alone and i don't want there to be any shame or guilt surrounding it so when we talk about self-sabotage this isn't something that i want you to feel bad about it's something that i want to talk about to empower you to make different decisions so honestly most of the really successful and amazing industry leaders that i know have been open about struggling in at least one of these areas so i want you to leave any preconceptions at the door. If you're listening and this hits home, don't make it mean anything about you deal. And if you want to chat about any of the things that we talk about in today's episode, send me a DM over at it's Jody Brown on Instagram, because I would love to hear from you. Now, if you're a hairstylist who isn't happy, is not 100% happy with their career right now Or if you've had a bigger vision or dream inside you that you've shied away from pulling the trigger on this episode is for you, my friend, the reality is that whatever you've done up until this point has led you to where you are. And that means that if you want something to change in your career or in your life, something has got to change with the way you approach it. The problem is that sometimes when you're too close, the solution feels impossible to see, which is why I'm going to help you out today. We're going to examine three specific areas of your life and and your habits that could be impacting your career, your overall happiness, and the trajectory of your success path in the beauty industry. So let's dive right into it. Number one, the things that you are telling yourself. Are they mostly positive or negative? I want you to really reflect on this for a second. You've heard the phrase, speak it into existence, right? Well, according to research from just about every major study done on the topic, you don't even need to speak it. The phrase should really be think it into existence because your thoughts and mindset are the most crucial tool you have when it comes to changing your current situation as a business owner. Henry Ford famously said, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Let that sink in. I want you to ask yourself, are you running a constant negative commentary about why you're not smart enough? Maybe you're not organized enough, or you're just not ready to do whatever it is you've got your heart set on. More importantly, do you automatically accept negative thoughts as the truth? If the answer is yes, you're definitely not alone because until you're conscious of your thoughts, you generally aren't really dissecting them or getting curious about where they come from. My friend, as long as you are running this inner monologue without thinking about it, especially if it's negative and holding you back, you're really going to be fighting an uphill battle to find both success and fulfillment in your business. So it's really important to pay attention here. Now, listen. I am a big strategy fan, right? Like, I love a good marketing strategy. I'm always talking about the importance of branding and creating systems in your business, but I want you to understand that having the foundation, having a rock-solid positive mindset is step one, because it's going to constantly feel like you're fighting against yourself when you are trying to implement these systems or these new things you're learning if you're still convinced on some level that it's not going to work for you. Okay? I want to highlight, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh yeah, I definitely do this, the last thing I want is for you to beat yourself up. Our subconscious is totally unconscious before we start to pay attention and often even after. So if you're spiraling, just thinking about this, just don't go there. Okay. You're here. You're listening. You're taking the first step. I'm going to walk you through some common self-sabotaging thoughts that might be sneaking up on you so that you can identify them and rewrite the story. Now, have you ever thought any of the following things? I have the worst luck. Bad things always happen to me. I'll never achieve the kind of financial success that I want. It's too early or it's too late to go after what I want to do. I'm just not ready or it's too late for me. Have you ever thought this is just the way it is? Or I can't afford to invest in myself. A lot of these thoughts will be self-fulfilling prophecies if you let them, okay? So for example, if you keep telling yourself you can't afford education, yet you're stuck with a less than ideal business, you'll just use it as an excuse and resign yourself. Alternatively, if you get curious about the truth you're telling them and you develop a growth mindset and you're conscious of these thoughts, you'll switch from being in victim mode to looking for solutions. Maybe instead of telling yourself like, mm, I can never afford this continuing education, so I guess I'm just stuck where I am. Maybe instead you'll consume the free education that's readily available, and then you'll actually implement it so that maybe you can attract new clients or make some more money to create that possibility to invest in your future because you've gotten curious and realized that the stylists that you admire all have that in common. Maybe if your unhelpful thought is it's too late for me to achieve the kind of success that I want, then instead of accepting this thought, you look for evidence of why it isn't true. Maybe you read a book about a successful entrepreneur that started way later in life than you are now, right? There's so many different ways to approach this without just accepting those unhelpful thoughts as the truth, Now, my friend, Laura Simmons made an appearance on the podcast in episode 73, and she talks about finding the evidence. So if this is a new concept for you after this episode, I want you to go back and listen to episode 73. It's called a practical guide to mindset and manifestation for beauty froze, because honestly, I think that you will love it. Now, learning how your thoughts affect your actions, your habits, and ultimately your reality is one of the most impactful things you can do, not just in your business, but for your entire life. Marcus Aurelius once said, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. So this is not a new concept for anyone who's not familiar. Marcus Aurelius is from ancient Rome. (laughs) So this has been around for a really, really long time. And if you haven't yet, I want to recommend that you go back after this episode to episode 38, which is called the most important tool for success in the beauty industry. And we dive really deep into how to deal with self-doubt and imposter syndrome. So this episode is all about identifying the places. I'm going to give you some really actionable tools, but I'm also going to pop in the show note, almost a playlist of free episodes that you can go back and listen to if you're really struggling in this area, because those go really, really deep and give you actionable tips and strategies to start this journey. I promise it's worth your time. We dive into using meditation, visualization, or journaling, which by the way, are all scientifically proven to improve your mental health and happiness, to really transform your ability to be cognizant and recognize your current thought patterns that may not be serving you and to transform them. Now, there is no cure. I'm using air quotes here. (laughs) There's no cure for self-doubt, but the ability to recognize and tell the difference between imposter syndrome and intuition will serve you so well throughout your whole life honestly, when I was behind the chair and about to make a change, whether it was like a price increase or implementing a new policy or whatever that looked like, sometimes I used to mistake leaving my comfort zone for a gut feeling I should keep things as they were. So I definitely let my fear influence my decisions for years. So if this is something that you are experiencing right now. You're not alone. And I want to make this so, so clear throughout this episode. In no way should you condemn yourself if you're experiencing any of these things. I'm sharing this because I held myself back for years due to fear of discomfort and telling myself the lie that I was being responsible, okay? That was what I, I wrote that story as. I would say, oh, well, you know, this is like, this is kind of, and it wasn't working. But I would tell myself that because I was already doing it, keeping the status quo was the responsible thing to do. I want you to prepare yourself because when you do start to make changes, that's probably what's coming. And I don't want you to do the same thing. If you want to grow your beauty business, if you want to make more money, if you want to attract dream clients, if you want to create a more fulfilling career, start educating or coaching, if you want to build a personal brand so that you can scale your business and give yourself more flexibility and opportunity or anything else that isn't exactly where you are right now, it's not always going to be comfortable. And that's just the truth. You'll have to do things that you've never done before to live the life that you haven't lived yet. If you want to invest in yourself and take risks, you're going to have to fight through your fear. Occasionally growth is uncomfortable and it is so freaking worth it. So I want you to take responsibility for your mindset. Okay. This isn't about turning off your emotions. Feeling your feelings is so important. It's just about getting curious about where these thoughts and emotions are coming from and learning what is your, what is your, you know, lizard brain doing to keep you safe. And what is actually a legitimate concern? That's what I really, really want you to think about. Okay. Let's move on to the second thing that could be holding you back. The content and media that you're consuming. Is it helping or is it hurting? So let's go there. We're going to talk about social media and then touch briefly on like traditional media and go from there. So let's start with social. Here's a quick reality check for you. Marketing your beauty business on Instagram probably isn't what is causing your overwhelm or your, your stress surrounding social media, because I know this because you can batch and schedule your content without even opening the app and having a few conversations with potential clients. Isn't the thing that's going to cause you stress. It's not the content creation or the connection that's leading to burnout. Honestly, it's the consumption and the comparison trap. You might not want to hear this, but I'm going to be honest with you. The need to market your business isn't going away. Pulling in new clients and staying top of mind for existing clients is just part of the job description for my beauty biz entrepreneurs. So while you do not have to be on social media, and maybe you don't have to be on social media, I honestly believe it's a wasted opportunity if you aren't. So that's my opinion and feel free to disagree, but that's, that's definitely my opinion. It's a brilliant place to showcase your brand, attract dream clients and opportunities. Digital marketing and social media is an amazing opportunity to grow an ultra aligned business if you do it intentionally. And it's also a great place to pull in more of your perfect dream clients. Here's where you may be self-sabotaging though. It's in the consumption. So I see a lot of people announcing like big social media breaks and that they're really burnt out and that's totally okay if that's what you need to do. But I think that changing the way you consume on a regular basis is way more effective. I want you to make sure that when you're scrolling through Instagram, you are following accounts that inspire you, not accounts that trigger comparison and negative emotions, If you see something on social media that doesn't feel good, that has been recommended to you, you do have the ability to hit show me less of this and tell the algorithm that this isn't your jam essentially. Um, So actively seek out and engage with content that inspires you and they'll do their best to ensure that you see more of it. I also recommend that you set a timer when you're just mindlessly scrolling. This is an inbuilt feature on Instagram, or you can just set one on your phone that will remind you once you've been in the app for a certain amount of time and just give you a friendly reminder so that you can choose whether or not you're done scrolling. But I think it's really great to have that intention so you can kind of check yourself and see, like if you are scrolling and you're just like looking at entertaining stuff and it's fun, or you're looking at inspiring content or educational content and you're like, oh no, I want to, you know, keep going. That's totally cool. I'm not saying that there's a magic number of time that you should spend on the app. However, if you hit, if you see that timer go off and you're like feeling yucky, like that's a reminder to you to just, just stop, go do something else. Remember, this is something that I think a lot of people don't take enough responsibility for, but you get to choose your experience on social media. So I want you to take that power back It will let you set boundaries and consume things that light you up instead of making you feel bad. And I do think it is important to have at least a day or two where you're not going on social media because I think it allows you to just be a little bit more present in your own life. Does this mean being inconsistent with your marketing? (laughs) Well, if you listen to this podcast, you know, that's not what I'm recommending, but what I am recommending is that you just give yourself a schedule that feels manageable and redefine what social media means to you in your head. For me, it's a really great platform to market my business and connect with my community to find people who inspire me, find other educators that I can connect with, find stylists that I can chat with and really like you know, get a pulse on what's going on in their world. That's what it means to me. If I see a lot of content that is negative, there's platforms that I don't use because of that. So I think it's important to just find the platforms that feel good to you, stay in your lane, and you can choose to have a positive experience. And if you're not, yes, take a break. The second thing that I want to just briefly touch on is, um, traditional media and give you a quick tip. The reason that I want to talk about this is because it used to be like our parents' generation would be like watching the news either in the morning when you had your coffee or like watching the evening news, right? We weren't being bombarded by it day in and day out. And I think that that is what is happening now to a lot of us and it's causing anxiety. So if you're someone who needs to check the news daily, but it is causing you that anxiety, maybe set a time. Instead of allowing yourself to be caught off guard, set an intentional time to read from a specific website or two instead of just like going down the Google rabbit hole or iPhone news on like the first screen on your phone, I think is not honestly, it's not my favorite feature. And what I have done, I, was, I wasn't I was unable to... Or I wasn't able to totally remove the feature, but what I could do is I could set it so that it was only available on Wi-Fi, and so whenever I'm not home, whenever I'm not in the house, um, I don't see that as the first thing that opens when I check my phone. So that's just kind of like a quick tip that might be useful to you. And then. The other thing is like podcasts. So I want to give you a specific example here because there's a huge, uh, surge in popularity of true crime podcasts right now, right? I know way more people than not that are just super, super obsessed and into it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to share an anecdote here. One of my really close friends is a true crime addict. Like she loves it. She has a ton of favorite podcasts, which is totally cool, but she started putting them in on in like the background while she was working or making dinner or showering. So basically she was to the point where she was like listening to murder stuff like 10 hours a day. And she didn't put it together at the time. This is something that like she was telling me afterwards. But during this time, she was also experiencing a massive increase in her anxiety And I noticed actually as her friend, and we connected the dots after, but I was like, man, every conversation we were having was getting like more and more negative. And she was struggling to see positives in basically any situation. Eventually she put two and two together and kind of realized literally all I'm thinking about is murder. Maybe this is why I'm so anxious it sounds obvious when you say it out loud, right? So the first step here was she just took a break, like a total break for just a couple days and just switched to something a little bit more light hearted. Um, and then she started listening to her favorite podcast again, but not as background noise. So she would listen like and consume it as entertainment when she could be intentional about it, which ended up being like an episode or two a day, um, which she found was kind of the sweet spot for enjoying enjoying the, the media and not letting it take over her life. Now I can't really relate because I'm not a true crime kind of gal. Um, but I know lots of my students and listeners are. So I just want to like preface this by saying, I feel like any habit should probably come with a bit of moderation. Um, so if you're struggling to make progress in your business, maybe you could replace some of your current consumption habits with things that enlighten inspire and educate you in the areas that will move you closer to your goals right so if you're in a season where and i don't think this should be always your season but if you're in a season where you're like i'm ready i want to make moves i predominantly i find for a lot of us it's like that that last quarter of the year is where we want to make huge leaps and bounds in business. Because if you're really focused for half of the year, and then the other half, you're kind of coasting and just enjoying life. That I think is like a perfect recipe. You stay consistent during the other months, but I find the best kind of cadence for a lot of, a lot of, us is to have those seasons of like intense focus. Does this mean you're working 24 seven? No. Does it mean that your mindset is heavily focused on growing your business and moving forward? Yes, it does. So if you've got dreams for your future, big dreams, I want you to really take in the FM Alexander quote that I'm about to share with you. People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. Ooh, such a good one. So friend, if you're finding yourself feeling depleted and defeated with your current social media or media consumption habits, it's time to reevaluate and perhaps introduce some different ideas. Maybe you could read a book or listen to an audiobook or podcast that you find inspiring or that educates you in the areas you're trying to improve in. Maybe you introduce a meditation practice, yoga, or any new hobby just to kind of switch things up. The smaller habits you have over a long period of time will be a lot more beneficial for you than waiting till you're already burnt out and announcing a massive break. Will you need to log off altogether sometimes anyway? Yeah. And sometimes you don't even need to. Sometimes life just happens and that's okay. Um, But, you know, with scheduled content and a healthy approach, it's not too often for me. And therefore, I'm able to stay consistent for my community, which is really important to me. And it allows me to reach new people and just continually grow and evolve. I also believe... That foundational healthy habits when it comes to media and social media are better for you and they are better for your business. So keep that in mind and let's move into the next area that I want you to audit. Number three, the people that you spend the most time with. This often includes your coworkers and your boss or your colleagues in the salon environment. Is it uplifting or draining you? You've probably heard the old Jim Rohn quote, you were the average of the people that you spend the most time with, the average of the five people. And maybe you've wondered exactly what that meant. Well, it's story time. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my personal experience with this. Um, so as an independent stylist, I worked in an environment, and I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to this, that was really dependent on the owner's mood. I'm sure you've all been there. When the person like walks in for the day, you can basically tell whether or not it was going to be a good day or kind of like a slog. There was a lot of gossip about other people working. Um, There was like weird emotional manipulation and kind of a lack of mutual respect. So basically the exact kind of environment that I would recommend that you run from. (laughs) Funnily enough, though, this is the experience that led me to dive into the personal development world because I very much, you know, before I fully understood it, I knew I needed to protect myself energetically. And I have to confess here because I used to very much be the kind of person who would blame all of my issues on other people. Like I would, I wouldn't take accountability. And I was so susceptible to judgment and other people's opinions. So I would say things like, you know, if, if, for instance, with this negative environment, like it would really spiral me. And I'd start thinking like, uh, like it's all this person's fault that this is like this. And not that I'm saying that it wasn't, but I'm saying that I took zero accountability. Um, in my role in any situation, basically. Um, Obviously, when there were things where I was like, okay, I'm in the wrong, like, yes, I would acknowledge that. But for general situations, I wouldn't look to myself first. I would look external versus internal. Okay. So here's an example. I remember a conversation with uh, that person that could have very easily Stop me from starting the business I have today altogether. So, you know, the business that has helped hundreds of hairstylists master marketing, call in dream clients, follow their hearts, and has literally made me more happier and more fulfilled than anything else before. That business, because I had not done the internal work yet, there were a couple comments that like made me really think, okay, is this even feasible? Is this even doable? And these were some of the comments like, Instagram is going to all go away. And then what's left for people who think it's a business. And I don't even think it was Instagram specifically. I feel like it was like social media. And then there was comments like, don't you think that people who like use Instagram and uh, and like post about themselves on social media are just looking for attention? That was another one. That was an interesting one. Uh, and then this one makes me laugh now, (laughs) uh, Instagram isn't a job helping people with Instagram isn't a job and social media is not going to last forever. So these were some of those kinds of comments that really, really triggered me. And the funny thing here to recognize is that at this point that we had this conversation, I had already built a successful business behind the chair and I used Instagram as my main marketing channel. At this point, I had already sustained it for a few years and I had tangible results. Like I was able to fill cancellations super quickly. I was bringing in new clients consistently. And even with all of that evidence, I was still totally shook by someone else's limiting beliefs. I want to make this clear. In no way do I blame this person by how I received the conversation we had. This was honestly my own stuff that I had to work through. Now, the exact same conversation today would basically have no effect on my decision-making process. Would it be irritating or maybe like hurtful? I'm a person just like anyone else. So yeah, it probably would be. But the difference is now I wouldn't give it the power that I used to. I honestly... I feel like embarrassed to admit this and I I hate admitting this, but I felt really awkward and like kind of like kind of yucky posting about myself and my business for a while after that conversation. And I had proof that it worked. (laughs) It was working wonders for my business and my bank account. So why do I share this? Because I don't want you to keep yourself small. Because you're worried what the other people around you will say and because of a negative environment. So if you're scared, people at your salon will judge you for taking control of your career and learning how to market yourself. You may hold yourself back if you give that too much power. If you're in a negative environment, um, are you maybe worried that they're going to judge you for implementing systems that will make your life better because they are still subscribing to like fear-based business practices and this is something that i think we've all gone through at some point but maybe you're worried about raising your prices because family members or friends in other industries might might hit you with zingers like oh wow that must be nice to get a raise in this economy and just other toxic crap like that guess what i was someone who was so affected and i lived and breathed external validation And I was able to put what other people think and say about my growth to the absolute bottom of my priority list. So I know for a fact that you can do it too. You owe it to yourself to live your biggest, boldest life and reach your potential. So don't hold back based on other people's comfort zones. If you're working in a predominantly negative environment and leaving it ASAP just isn't on the table, which look, sometimes it's not. I definitely believe in taking risks. I've had to for sure, but I also believe in weighing things out and making the right decisions. So let's talk about ways to safeguard yourself against negativity without being able to switch your physical environment right away. Okay. So One. Consider the source. (laughs) Okay, Ask yourself the following questions. Is this person always negative about anything outside the norm? Has this person actually achieved any of the things that I'm hoping to achieve? Do our values and our approach to life even align? And do our visions for the future align? Sometimes insight from other people is valuable. So I'm not telling you to like disregard anything anyone tells you, but I do want you to be intentional about what you choose to receive. Also be intentional about who you ask for feedback and run that same checklist above before you do, right? If you have dreams and goals that you want to chase, maybe don't ask the person who has consistently giving you negative feedback or who has pointed out the downside and everything. If you're not in a place where you want to receive that right now, because remember most of the time, it's not even about you. Okay. It's about them and it's totally okay to protect your energy. Number two, you can prioritize taking time to recharge. So can you create some kind of like ritual when you leave the salon to signify to your brain that it's now time to unwind and disconnect? So maybe it's an activity that brings you joy. Maybe it's time with loved ones, a podcast or a book that boosts your mood. The key here is ritualizing it and doing it every day. It's a great way to double down on the positive effects because your brain will associate this practice with it being time to relax and step into a more positive environment and headspace. The third, but, and the last, but in my opinion, most powerful thing you can do is find an uplifting community elsewhere. The best thing about the internet is that you're not limited to the people that are already around you anymore. Um, joining a mastermind or group coaching program will give you the education and mentorship you need, but it will just as importantly surround you with uplifting and like-minded people. So I think that is the best way to seek out some type of community, whether again, whether it's in like a mastermind, a membership, a group coaching program, because those people are going to be on the same level that you either are at or want to be at. And just the very fact that you've all invested in this is giving you something in common and ensuring that you're with those like-minded people. However, if investing isn't on the cards yet, I want to give you a couple strategies that you can implement for free. So try listening to podcasts that inspire you like this one. Hopefully (laughs) join Facebook groups or even networking events for beauty industry entrepreneurs, or maybe it's even like seeing someone that you admire and you love their message and just sending them a DM on Instagram and saying like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, I love what you're doing. Um, and you never know how relationships can start. Community is everything. Once you start seeing that the things you're hoping to achieve are possible, you'll start believing that they are possible for you too. And that's really the key here. Here's a little bonus tip. Look at how you're spending your time off. Make sure you're taking time to recharge and do the things that light you up because A lot of the time, overwhelm and burnout isn't from doing too much. It's just from doing too little of the things that inspire you. You know, I heard that. I'm not sure where I heard it. I think it maybe was an Instagram post, but it really, really resonated with me because I've gone through seasons of burnout and I realized I wasn't prioritizing joy or fun or doing creative things. I was just kind of getting through the busy work. So that's another thing that you can really, really, um, get into, so I want you to head to Instagram and send me a DM with how this episode hit for you. You can send me a DM at it's Jody Brown and think about these areas one by one. See if anything obvious sticks out that is holding you back. You can try journaling on it or just commit to making a change because my friend, often the smallest changes can lead to the biggest results. Thank you so much for listening and being here for today's episode. And I hope that this really helped you identify so that you can start to move through some of the things that might be holding you back. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the hairstylist rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Rising or at it's Jodi Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jodi Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.